Hey, Collateral Cinema listeners, Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast, just taking a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. Much like Collateral Cinema, we are a grassroots podcast. We invite bands from all over the world to come in, and we dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. And I'm Chazzle Dazzle. Surprise, biatches. <laughs> this is a crosscast. You're also listening to the Trial by Error variety show. Woo! And this is your 420 special right here. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, be it blunts, be it bongs, be it joints, smoke it if you've got it. And happy 420 to everybody. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah, one more time. How's everybody fantastic. doing? Yeah, one more time. How is everybody doing? I mean, it's Great. kind of a mixture because you know we've got this <laughs> pandemic going on right now, but at the same time, we get to smoke like all the time. So yeah, no problem there. Yeah, it's kind of perfect for four twenty month, right? Why did we invite you? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should ask you. Why did we invite you? If you're not gonna take this seriously. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, joining us via Skype is Mr. Chazzle Dazzle from Trial hey. by Air Variety Show. Mr. Chaz Rap, how you yeah. doing? Doing great, man. Got some uh, got some new merch that I can wear to the grocery store around all these people not wearing masks, probably not washing their hands. Yeah, no shit. Screw and, all uh, those people. I mean, I got to go there to live. You know, and I don't want to go there to die. All right. So to all these people, these these elderly people, I'm noticing, take it seriously. Take it seriously. Like we are taking this episode seriously. Exactly. Let's do this. <laughs> exactly. Take well, everything seriously. Serious. Dakota, do you have something to say? What do you have to add? I'm just. Um, it's great. I think we are taking this podcast very, very seriously. Especially Chaz. He doesn't even have sleeves. Sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's actually amazing to have Dakota on the show now. It's like th- yeah, this whatever. is like when was the last time you were on the show, Dakota? Tell us. Uh, you guys need to listen to Collateral Gaming. That's the problem. Yeah, he oh, was on the last episode what? of Collateral Gaming. <laughs> He's on every episode of Collateral yeah. Gaming because that, without him, there is that's no true. Collateral that's Gaming. <laughs> I'm just saying he showed up for every episode. Is what I'm saying. Exactly. You know, right on. Right you on, guys and y'all. Cinema. Well, I have so much gaming to do during this quarantine. All the gaming. What the hell? All, all, here we go. 
Hey, uh, hey. That's how we podcast in the pandemic, baby. Oh, wow. Hey, check us out, guys. For all of you listening to the audio version of this, Chaz just took his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he took his shirt off on video. It's like, it, ain't nobody going to see this yet. <laughs> no, probably not. Well, are going to hear it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I just want I just want you guys to see it. <laughs> it's it's special just for us, right? Yeah, it's just for you guys. Oh uh, wow, We're don't we just feel so special? And my only fans. <clears throat> oh damn, there we go. I gotta sign up. You gotta send me your link. <laughs> okay. You, dude. Yeah. All uh, right, guys. Good. We are celebrating 420 and the movie that we are doing today is an all-time stoner classic. It is amazing movie, right? Motherfucking Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. God damn, guys. This movie just brings so much joy to my life every time I watch it, right? How, yeah, how about you? Not only is it, it, not only is it, it holds up fantastic stoner movie, but it is like so meme-worthy. It, it's amazing. It's the original stoner film i think that kind of uh you know kicked off the the genre i mean unless you count reefer madness which isn't an intentional stoner film but yeah yeah this one started it all really you know in the mainstream yeah yeah definitely i mean reefer madness was an anti-weed movie though and it just kind of just by way of mimetic mutation just became a stoner classic you know exactly and we might do that movie on a future episode, probably. Yeah, that, that should definitely be next 420. But anyway, Cheech and Chong got their start in the late 60s, and I, I'm pretty sure that they were doing this stoner comedy right from the get-go, right? Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, I think it's funny that all their bits from that first record were like sprinkled throughout this movie. Yes. Yeah. That that's something that I think was pretty remarkable. Is I mean, this really does feel like more of a sketch comedy show rather than a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh yeah, it's off the rails. Yeah, it, it feels like it could be like an SNL skit almost, but may, maybe a little more highbrow or even lowbrow for SNL, maybe? I mean, I'm not The really narrative sure. structure is kind of unique in that sense. Or, you know, it's it's unlike the typical narrative structure you'd see in a movie. Yeah. It doesn't really have an actual structure to it, really. It's almost like things just kind of happen. To, to it's kind of weird. It's a weird structure. There's not much... Yeah, well, there's not much structure to it, but it's it does have its own storyline, and like it's like you said, I, I agree with you with the whole idea of it being like an SNL skit. That that that's a good way of a good terminology for it. And I think the biggest reason for that is how character driven it is. And right. mm-hmm. these are two classic characters that they came up with early on in their career, and. First off, you just have the typical Chicano element, or even stereotypical, I would say, probably, with yeah. Cheech oh, Marine. Yeah. And, and Tommy yeah. Chong's character, it's almost like it, it is his actual personality, but it isn't. Cause, They're I mean, probably playing caricatures of themselves. Right. That's what, exactly what it is. Not only that, but like all of the characters in this show are all just like, uh, they're, they're based on stereotypes that, that are, you know, you hear. Like even the nuns and the cops, you know, yes. everybody is a stereotype. There's just a, it, it, this is what all the characters are. 
It's Go. almost in kind of a uh, a no consequence world, you know, like Freddy got fingered, where I mean things just kind of happen. Uh, even the cops are bumbling idiots, and they're not even stoned. For well, most of the movie, anyway. At, at <laughs> first, yeah. At, at yeah. first, they're not really stoned. <laughs> yeah. You know. yeah. The, the very first cops they find, that's just like a total, uh, you know, something happens for them. Just, you know, right. serendipitously, you know. Uh, it's very much just a just divine kind of intervention, really. Yeah, it's kind of just to push forward the story more than anything. Well, what story there is as far as. So the, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm guessing that the, the judge scene where they get out on a technicality because the judge is drinking vodka. Is that is that what they're trying to relay there? I think so. They don't really show uh, what happens after that. It just kind of goes no, straight to them at Cheech's It's implied. House. It's very it's much implied. implied. So I, I was reading that the car that Chong was driving with the Rolls Royce attached to the front of the bug, <laughs> yeah. that was actually owned by uh, Jack Nicholson. Wow. It was actually his car. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard of Jack Nicholson having some involvement in this movie, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's actually really cool. And, and yeah, that's it's a VW bug with a Rolls Royce grill on the front. Rolls Royce, right? yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Took that from his dad. Yeah. He, that's right. When he wrecks, when he wrecks <laughs> and he pulls over too, when he's. Uh, another thing I was reading too is in that scene where he's uh, flipping around, Cheech is flipping around. Uh, those are a couple of the producers, or one of the uh, associate producers' daughters. Really? So, yeah, oh, okay. they kind of. Oh, the, those, the, those girls are really young. They were like fifteen. That's the first couple of girls that uh, Cheech talks to. Uh -huh, yeah, when he's turning around the, to get Chong when he drives that car off the cliff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, mm. that's that's so fucking perfect. I love that. Different times. <laughs> Yeah, I love no how kidding. their uh, friendship develops. You know, it starts off as him just giving him a ride and they just sort of vibe. And then, you know, they go to court together. So they just stick together after that point. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's completely like non sequitur. Yeah. But in a way, they were just kind of made for each other. Right. I mean, oh, right. yeah, th their, their personalities just perfectly complement each other, you know? I mean, and, and a lot of that chemistry is, you know, the actors themselves, Cheech and Chong, you know? Yeah. Definitely. They're yeah. definitely best friends even to this day, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, to this day cool. they still they still talk to each other, they still hang out. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they were trying to bring back the Cheech and Chong characters not too long ago, right? I heard something they about They did. They toured. Yeah, they, they recently toured. reunited. Yeah, I I wish I could have gone and seen that. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure they played a lot of their greatest hits, so to speak, I guess. Yeah, they they yep. still do play. They still do like modernized versions of their their stuff for sure. Cool. Oh, nice! That's badass. Yeah, they bring their old characters back and just modernize them. So I feel like this movie may even have, you know, a somewhat and I I say this lightly, somewhat autobiographical feel to it, at least as far as the characters go, because you know they're in a band, right? Right. And I feel like that carried over from their personal lives and their best friends. You know what I mean? So. I really feel like, like I said, they're playing caricatures of themselves. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I didn't know if what kind of parents Chong had, but his parents seemed <laughs> out racist, crazy, wild. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of funny that Chong's character is shown to be affluent. I mean, he, it, it kind of explains how he's kind of free to try all of these different kinds of drugs and everything. I mean, his parents oh, yeah. are pretty much financing that lifestyle. Yeah, mm -hmm. he just says fuck you to his parents, you know, and he just 
goes on his way. <laughs> I love I love that he doesn't even give a shit. He's he's no. making that smoothie and and he, he just flicks him off on the back. What is that? A peace sign? <laughs> She's like, yeah, is that a half peace sign? Like, what is that? <laughs> oh man, that is the best. And I mean, his dad. Oh man, he's so overbearing. Jesus Son Christ! Of a bitch. <laughs> over the top. That's he's definitely like, part of their character, though. But isn't everybody over the top, really? I mean, every yeah, single so character true. in this movie is over the top, and. That's really important because of how character-driven it is. Right. It's not just Cheech and Chong. It's also, you know, the cops that are pursuing them. It's the two girls that they eventually meet, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Every yeah, character. No man. Yeah. You remember, the bigger the bust, the bigger, the better the boost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just so stereotypical, you know? It's just funny shit. And also the members of his band as well. I mean, those oh, are yeah. like... Typical yeah. musician oh, caricatures, <laughs> right, Chaz? I know you've. But you I'm... look at those. Those are fly ass clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz, I know they. You know what I'm talking about. Those are totally musician type things. That yeah, definitely all musician tropes for sure. They nail them, dude. Oh yeah, I love definitely. it. I love how, especially you know, just the energy, the the difference in the on stage versus the off stage. Like the energy he brings to his on stage persona is just so like it's it's dead on. Like he brings it even. So I love how the movie's so character driven. He is this over the top character, and then when he finally gets on stage, it's even more over the top. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like an unleashing of Cheech. It's really right. Yeah, really Cheech cool. is like tutu in pink suit. Like it's yeah. just the funniest thing to the, see that and jumping around on stage. Yeah, that that obnoxious neon guitar and everything. It's yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> no and, and, fucks given. This is punk punk rock lifestyle, man. No fucks given. Seriously, yeah. no, none at all. I mean, look how Chong is dressed as well. But wasn't weren't the other members of his band actually trying to get him to kind of wear more traditional garb or something like that? Yeah, Looking they wanted more to like, have like a uniform, yeah. almost like a, almost like a Motown kind of thing, right? Yeah, they they gave him one that didn't fit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so he was just yeah. like, "Fuck it, I'm going to dress up like a superhero." Yeah. And, and playing those huge oversized drumsticks, it's like, how the fuck do you even yeah. play with those things? Who knows? Like locked, dude. I know, it's right? It's, it's like it's, it's like playing it's drums with all. Everything is so on point. I know. Uh, e- even uh, his drum kit, man. I mean, it's all clear acrylic. It's like it, it's a sweet yeah. kit, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he just carries it around with him. I love the scene where he's like climbing up the hill, and then he goes back down, falls back down the hill, and then climbs back up again. And then Cheech <laughs> comes around the corner, and he's like, "Wait!" He comes, get finally get you know, picks him up, and gets in the car, and is like, you know, "Hold on, let me go get my stuff. Hurry up, man!" <laughs> he brings a bag and says, "Wait, I got more. I got more. Hold on." He brings a whole fucking drum set in the car. He's like, "God damn, man! How'd it's you carry that of, with you?" Yeah, it's like <laughs> foreshadowing though, because he says, "Like, what are you doing? Gonna move in, man? You're gonna move Jeez. in? Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. That's foreshadowing. I didn't even think about it, that." It's fantastic. The first night that he spends in. Uh, at Cheech's house after they're uh, out of jail, like he he's straight up uh, like sleeping in the hallway, right? Yeah, he's, he's yeah. like, oh man, you got a room." <laughs> and and of course, he's got his family there. He's got a bunch of kids. I mean, I'm not sure if those yeah. are Cheech's kids or not. I mean, his, old, his old lady. 
we we never really see his old lady, right? I, I wonder if that was an old bullshit, and he was just like saying that to Chong, just like make him think he was getting some putang. I don't know. It was <laughs> Something like that. To it, it, it might just be his. It just, might just be his great. Yeah. It might just be his grandma's house. Honestly, for all we know. Yeah. God. <laughs> that uh, this is since this is the 420 episode. There's a little bit of 420 history. Uh, so the first like bong that I went out and bought on my own was a six foot bong because I was inspired by Cypress Hill. And I went and got it was red clear acrylic, just like that drum kit. Oh, six that's sweet. Oh, yeah, to have somebody else light it while you hit it. And then it would clear a whole gram inside of the bowl and you'd have to hit that whole gram. I, uh, <laughs> I've hit my fair share of six foot bongs before. Those are monsters. Yeah. Right, Robert? Uh, yeah. When was the last time you've hit one up, Robert? One of those six footers, like a nine footer, probably was, back in high school. You know? A nine footer? Yeah, I was 18. Yeah, back in high 18, school, dude, mostly. So, you know. Wow. 19. So. You got to turn that shit sideways just to hit it. <laughs> Seriously, you yeah, yeah. Somebody else hit it or light it with your toes. All right, light with uh, barbecue lighter. Yeah, something like there that. You go. Like a torch, fucking like huge torch. Yeah, torch. Right, torch. I gotta get Funny. my shirt back on. It's kind of cold. I got this window open. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little chilly outside. I'm sure you. Dakota you're... wins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now let's go through some of the other moments of this movie like for instance the scene at the border with the nuns that is so hilarious oh, i mean <laughs> he's, he's smoking that fucking big ass doobie the, the dog shit uh, uh, one. Yep. <laughs> he straight up throws <laughs> it in the nun's lap and who like, the hell throws a roach over the car I have, on the other side? I know. The way he throws that roach is just, it, it defies logic. Yeah, it, right. it, it, it's only something that Chong could do. Like, only Chong would do that. All right, and then following that sequence, the fucking nuns, and then the nuns get caught at border control, and then they, the cops feel up the, the nuns because they'd never been touched before. And so they're like, oh, yes. <laughs> Brides of Christ. And, uh, a couple of those nuns are Playboy, former Playboy uh, uh, centerfolds. Are you serious? Oh, that's oh, funny. I didn't know that. That's fucking yeah. cool, man. Yeah, but that's a favorite of mine. Another favorite scene of mine is when they're actually constructing the weed mobile. Oh, oh my god! Like they have no clue the entire movie that they're driving a weed mobile. Did you see the grill on that thing? It's literally like huge ass buds. Like that, <laughs> that was the it's grill. Chicken wire with what looked like moss. <laughs> I know. It's like how could how could anybody not see that? I mean, <laughs> fuck. Like they were spraying texture on the car with weed. Yeah. Like a paint job. Yeah, yeah. And and that goes back to that scene where the cops are kind of debriefing themselves about the new forms of weed that are coming over the border. They're saying this shit is like being constructed into TVs and like into upholstery (laughs) and all kinds of weird shit. Electronics. It is the TV. It is the TV. TV. How many Dollars, do you think this enterprise is worth right now? <laughs> going to going for me, it's, it's left or right. Dakota, what do you think? I'm thinking uh, uh, 400 million. Is it 200 million? 400 million, way higher. Ashley, say about a billion. Whoa, you are just you're sitting on, sit on the bench, <laughs> Robert. Million and a half, million and a half. Okay. Bo, what do you think? <laughs> well, are we talking just street value or just straight up value by weight? Hmm. 
Oh my God! It's a nine billion dollar enterprise. <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't, I don't think it could have possibly been. It, those cops didn't know what the fuck they were talking about because think about adjusted for inflation, and a billion yeah. dollars today is no joke. God, a billion dollars back dollars. then would have been like weed TVs, yeah. right? Just the bigger TVs. the butt, the better the boost. So I mean, <laughs> everything they say about marijuana, you know, and, and it's like these guys that have never smoked weed before that don't know anything. It's just like these like anti-drug advertisements, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And something else notable about the uh, casting with the cops and everything, the main police lieutenant, that's Stacy Keach. Yeah. He was actually the main <laughs> slasher killer in the horror classic maniac, which I mean, uh, oh, okay. That's a really cool movie. I highly recommend that. But Stacy Keach is an all-time great actor. He's been in so many awesome movies, cool. genre films, and even some uh, bigger films as well. His mustache was something else. Who? Whose <laughs> mustache? The, the the lead lieutenant or the lead cop, whatever. Okay. His mustache was like two little. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It was practically a almost a John Waters stash, right? <laughs> yes. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe not as. Th- papery thin as uh, waters maybe but yeah it, it's a funny cop stash and of course his underlings are just oh they're so frustratingly stupid <laughs> Jesus it's all of him with like all of their all of their fiber and being but they're just stupid they're brainless yeah they're they're trying yeah. their damnedest to do their job but i mean what are you gonna do man it's well, like yeah, these are fire. great <laughs> oh, man, a donut shop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, the donut shop in the middle of the desert. There's never a donut shop when you want it. Yeah, yeah like, seriously. <laughs> this movie does, uh, you know, definitely employs the stereotypes. Yeah. Every single it's, it's completely self-aware. You know, it's it's I got can't an. I believe. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm like ripping it up, and you're so right. Like it's it's not. Yeah. It knows exactly what it is, and I I think that's why the plot is structured the way it is. Yeah, right. It, it, it's all about showing really, really funny and interesting moments, more or less. Yeah, and well, like I, like I was mentioning, they always manage to get away from the cops. Always, except for in the very beginning with the their, their, their little bit of luck that the cops had, but it didn't matter because they got out on they the technicality. Away. They <laughs> always get out of it. They always get out of it. And, and, and both, both Cheech and Chong, they in, both end up pissing on the police lieutenant's leg yes. at different points in the movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the first scene where, you know, Chong ends up giving Cheech like a bunch of fucking acid. And he starts tripping balls to the cop. And he's like, what the hell? How do you even do that? <laughs> and then Chong is, is swallowing those pills quickly to get he's, rid of the evidence. He's swallowing like, pills on pills on pills. Dude. It's the funniest <laughs> shit. That it, it's time. like Cheech's state is probably what Chong is seeing 24-7, probably. Right. I mean, he's, he's yeah. Already. yeah, he is that fucking spaced out, man. But anyway, yeah, it's a great yeah, that is such a great scene mm. too. you know, just forgetting the cops are there back and forth. Like <laughs> that's so uh, kind of in, indicative of that, you know, of all of that, really oh, yeah, smoking that much weed, taking that much acid, just like the scatterbrainness, just even the cops there, though, you know. 
I like yeah. how fast everyone gets high. Like the second they get a puff of that air, suddenly they're so stoned out of their mind that they instantly have food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like for instance, that cop that stops them when they're in the the weed, weed, van, weed van and it yeah. starts burning on the fender, and that cop just immediately wants Chong's hot dog. He's just like, hey, you can have the whole thing, man. It's like, what What do you guys want? What do you guys want? I like how he's like, Chog's like, hey, man, I can't, I can't, uh, I don't have a license, dude. And he's like, well, shit, you should have told me that. Like, here, let me, let me get in. And he's, you hear the debacle, like the, you know, you hear the audio, like, ah, come on, man, move over. Oh, I'm stuck. I'm stuck. And by the time the cop finally walks up there, Chog's sitting on Cheech's lap, just like, uh, what's up? God, that's so awkward. That's so good. Now, personally, I think my favorite parts of the movie are when they pick up the two ladies, the blonde chick and that really far out hippie girl who just will not stop fucking talking. She talks. (laughs) I swear, the moment that she is introduced in this movie, she is just on. She is talking. She's on talking in the background while other people are talking. Like she's always talking, dude. (laughs) Seriously, it's like, are you just talking to yourself and just hoping that somebody just stops by and listens to you? I mean, what the fuck, Jesus? Well, I think that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the one where she's just doing the entire like moaning and she's just telling a story about someone else having sex the entire time. And then from the outside, it looks like, you know, her and Chong are having sex and he walks out and everybody applies. Everybody applauds. I love it. All the, all the bands at the battle of the bands are just like, it would be bad. You would think it would be like a bad consequence, but everything they do, it has a good consequence in the end. It's weird as hell. See, There's no consequences. You're right. No, no, no consequences at all. And why should there be? They're just smoking weed. Shit. Or snorting Ajax. Snorting Ajax. Oh, that scene is go. all kinds of weird. That chick that just sucks all that Ajax up. That was wild. Oh, that, that we weird know. face that she starts making, that weird noise. Was like, <laughs> what's that noise? Like something like that. It's like this really we all deep. Know like that from our hometown, right? Yeah. Those, that's the way some of the girls out here are. Oh, exactly yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no doubt don't, about don't that. Don't say any names, but we all, we all, I have a few of them are coming. All the same names are coming around. I, yeah, I know, man. You're telling me, bro. This this place is fucking crazy, ladies and gentlemen. It's fucking A lot of there. red hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Red hair. Uh, oh, no. You, you, just, you just triggered Dakota, probably. Oh no! Yeah. Red hair triggered. Triggered hard. <laughs> I gotta remember not to do this. I I heard it in my last podcast. I was doing this to my beard because I'm just like <laughs> trying to trying to focus on the chaos. And you could totally hear it in the microphone, right? Yeah, I was like, is somebody eating chips? What the fuck is happening? It's like, no, nah, that's my like, beard. Oh, it's it's okay. We're introducing an ASMR segment to the mm-hmm. podcast and a mukbang. Oh God! Oh Lord! So, so you're just gonna sit there and eat like thirty fucking Taco Bell burritos? Is that what you're gonna do? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh God! It would be appropriate I, for a 420 episode. Shit, I don't I'm know. Sonic Rush. I know that the lazy vegan she does some mukbang videos every now and again with vegan stuff. So I mean, I don't know. That's not what. 
Say that again. I, I, Say that to I, my face. I heard vegan and I tuned cool. out. Why <laughs> is it always a vegan promotion with you, Bo? Because that's just how it goes on Collateral Cinema. I no, I say vegan gonna, stuff, and you trigger. guys you guys rag on me for it. It's it's well, it's there is more of us than there is you. It's it's the ebb and flow of this podcast. Apparently, <laughs> I'm cutting it out of mine. I'm cutting it out of mine. <laughs> Damn you! Damn you! I will we, literally leave in the 30 minutes of intro, and I'll cut just that. Like, Wait, 30, you're just going to loop the intro? Promo. Or you're just going to loop the intro over and over again for 30 I'm minutes? Chazzle-dazzle. Yeah. Where's, where's my really feeble attempt at trying to turn people off of meat? Where's it at? I don't know. It was in here. I swear I tried to put it in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my Next god! Next time, he does CrossFit. I don't know. We'll be getting Peter ads on our fucking <laughs> on our podcast. Yeah. yeah, or or my Instagram now. Yeah, it's gonna start selling me vegan uh, food or something. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like it yeah, wasn't it, me. It was Bo. It was it. my. It was my doing. I did it. <laughs> me, me, and Joaquin Phoenix. We both did it. And yeah, 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 we did it. <laughs> but y'all remember the Vietnam veteran? That they went to uh, get weed from in the movie. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, strawberry. That's motherfucking Tom Skerritt, man, homeboy from Alien. Who's that? He, oh, he was in the Alien know. movie. Yeah. Ah, that was such a great scene, dude, where he bails on him on that bike. Oh man, that's so <laughs> crazy. Post traumatic stress coming back. <laughs> like a is little your dad rascal. Like that, what is your dad like that, Bo? My dad. Yeah, is your dad like like strawberry? Oh, I don't know. No, not not like that. No, he's many many other ways, but not that way. Rip torn, rip torn all the way. He's rip torn. <laughs> he's ri- he was rip torn from Freddie Gottfried. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Hey, Bo, exactly. I gotta say, I was I was thinking about your dad whenever they mentioned Ty Stick. Really? <laughs> I've heard that story. Yeah, from man, you got Ty get Ty Stick, man. Ty Stick. Ty Stick. Tide stick. Was Tide Stick a thing back then? It was, yeah. In the 30s, Laurel and Hardy were the kings of comedy. Then, Abbott and Costello took the 40s and split their sides with laughter. The 50s went hysterical and broke up to the wild antics of Martin and Lewis. In the great tradition of these laugh masters of the past come two guys who are hysterically funny. They're Cheech and Chong, the comedy team that gave birth to rock comedy and in the process turned on a whole generation. Now it's time for the Cheech and Chong movie, Up in Smoke. Watch Cheech and Chong travel to Mexico to pick up the world's first van made entirely of marijuana. For years, people have smuggled grass across the borders in every way possible. Do you expect to see any violence here today? I certainly hope so. But things don't always go as planned. And even man's most heavenly plans go up in smoke. Getting pulled over by the cops, man. What? What's I don't have a license. 
You don't have a license. Sure. You don't have a license. Things get even higher when the world's only grass van starts smoking on its own. You guys want? If it isn't one bust, it's another. Oh man, it's a cop, so strawberry, they're on your pad, man. They're gonna bust your pad. Hey, hey, hey man, hi. What? Hi, man, it's a bust. What's going on? It's a bust, man. Hello? Get out of the house, man. It's being busted. All right, freeze! This is a bust! Holy. Uh. So if you want to see the dopiest van of all time. Hey, first gear. On its way to the wildest rock concert of the century and the high of a lifetime, see Cheech and Chong, the original High Riders, in Up in Smoke. It must be some heavy. Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Don't go straight to see this movie. Thank yeah, you some Bo's dad was telling me stories about it. I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. We used to get come and catch up off of everything we had. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the those scenes were fucking hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. And, and 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 once again, no consequences on any of that. Zero. I mean, that 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 actually allows uh who, who was uh, who was driving with it? It was uh Cheech Marin, Strawberry right? was driving. Cheech yeah. was in the the little bucket seat or the little sidecar. So yeah. yeah. Well, what Just, happened after that scene is Cheech was actually able to call Chong and tell him to get the fuck out of the dealer's house and everything. Yes, he already locked were, himself out. He already locked himself, <laughs> out, <laughs> locked himself yes. out and everything, and like took the phone out the there whole with him. Time they're raiding it. I know he's trying to re-enter the building while they're raiding the building, and he's trying to <laughs> fucking get in. And while Cheech is on the phone, like fuck it out, he goes back in, and then finally Cheech somehow shows up. Yeah, quickly enough. He, he's, 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 like, he's disguised as a fucking. Uh, as, as what is it? Uh, like a repo uh, man. Repo man. Yeah, repo man. He like, fucking re repossesses, come to repossess the, the table and shit. <laughs> while there's drugs and shit all over it. With all the drugs on it. it. Yes. He's like, get this table here. This wow. table, this table right here. They didn't make the payments on it. Uh, unfortunately, we got to take it. Also, yeah. it's got to go. And then finally, uh, finally, Chong makes it in the building and Cheech, come, Cheech comes in the back and they're like, wait, we didn't find a way out of here. And they're like, Cool. Why don't we just leave right behind us? <laughs> right behind us. <laughs> it's like, yeah, right, man. There's the X is right there, man. I mean, shit. <laughs> <laughs> he locked himself out. He's trying to break it with a butter knife. Oh my god, dude! That movie, it, the movie, really does hold up. That's what's funny is as off the rails as it is, and it, as far as plot goes, no. But the sketches just in sequence are just so good. Just one back to back. They're so every, good. Every single one of them are just they're they're funny and they're just like so stereotypical stoner. Everything is just it's so wild. It's such a fun. It's a trip. Yeah, this movie yeah. does seem like a series of sketches, doesn't it? Yeah, it is kind of mm -hmm. like trailer. You know what boys. I mean? That, that's really what it is because it's pretty much the same situation every time they narrowly escape the law. <laughs> <laughs> I know the law is always not far behind them. Yeah, I mean they're always encountering some type of authority figure, and they just kind of bungle their way out of it. Like I don't even. Every time. 
I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck they got away with it at the end of the movie. It's like, I mean, we may as well go ahead and talk about the actual Battle of the Bands scene, which is, yeah. I think, is like the best part of the movie, really. Like, of some course, you know. Bands. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those were some actual bands that they knew, like, from the local area that came in and mm-hmm. played that. Like, th- there's that one band that just stops right in the middle of their song, and then they're just like, yeah, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chaz, have you ever seen anything like that? Like, uh, in your years of music? I was like, what the? F-? I mean, I've seen Nickelback get rocks thrown at them. Yeah. And they didn't oh, stop. Shit. You know what I mean? So. Seriously, <laughs> man. And then there was that one weird new wave band. I'm like, I swear they just had a chick there just to dance. Like, she's just up there to dance. You know, like how the Mighty Mighty Bostones, they have that conductor that I swear he's just up there to skank. Like, that's all he's there to do. This They have this one new wave looking chick and she's just kind of dancing to the, to the music on stage. It's like, yeah. I mean, was that a the, thing in the 80s? That's a thing now, dude. It is? Well, not now. And now we're all in our homes, but yeah, yeah, right, right. I'm aware of the punk rock like lifestyle, you know, about the bands. Like, there's some crazy fucking shit that happens at punk rock bands. Like, I don't know if you know anything about like City Morgue or anything, but like that's some crazy band stuff. They like throw the mics at the at the audience, like hit their head on the mic, bleeding and shit. Like that's some crazy shit. And so seeing that versus like this is pretty interesting. It's another form of punk rock. Dakota, let me tell you a little bit about Iggy Pop. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> or or Gigi Allen. <laughs> oh my God, Gigi Allen. Gigi Allen, yeah, an American hero, oh straight up, God. true hero. <laughs> I, I like the Battle of the Bands scene. You know, whenever well, the, uh, the weed comes in through the vents, and the people go from throwing food and items at them to just completely vibing with the music. And then they're, uh, and they're good. bringing out like trays of hamburgers because everybody's Ugh. just instantly hungry. Oh, and, 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 and the cops, they try to get into the Roxy. That, that's where they're at. They're at the Roxy. They're ordering and, pizzas, too. Yeah, they, they get a whiff of the smoke from the weed van because they busted a fuel line and lit it on fire and the motherfucker's just burning. There's just plumes of smoke just coming right at the fucking Roxy and it's everybody totally gets a whiff of it. What is it? Supposedly $9 billion worth of weed, right? Apparently. No, no, no. Whoa. They're talking about the, uh, he's talking about the Enterprise in which they, Uh, where they turn weed into plastic. Yeah. But here's my question. If that's a way of smuggling it, how do they turn it back into smokable weed? That's a good question. They, that's one of the many things they never really break down in this movie. It's right. just kind of thrown you have to in there. This movie with a grain of salt, you have to like not think too much about it and just <laughs> understand that it's funny and they get away with stupid shit that they shouldn't get away with. Like, like here's a good example. Like when they're actually going to Mexico initially to pick up upholstery, they never actually end up picking up the upholstery that they were going to smuggle back in. They just right. They they go to the wrong garage and they pick up the weed mobile. And they never ask anything about any upholstery, any type of furniture. They just take it and leave. Oh yeah, the bathroom. 
Because <laughs> he had to fucking eat that shit burrito. And he walks by the entire fucking industry, and we see the everybody in like masks and shit just creating on these cars. Yeah, and that, he just that, misses it. Gets like I said, that, that's among my favorite parts of the movie is where they're just constructing that shit and they're like spraying it with the fiber <laughs> weed and everything. And they're driving the car later, this, this fucking weed. We mobile and they're like, man, I wish we could score a lid. And we're like, dude, you're driving a we mobile. They had no they fucking no clue. Idea. It's like you could <laughs> literally probably snap off the end of the fender and fucking roll a blunt out of it. And oh, yeah. With the logic in that movie, absolutely. <laughs> Seriously, you could totally do that. I mean, they can smoke dog shit in this movie. Labrador. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Labrador, man. Oh, Maui, Maui. Maui, Maui. It's a Labrador. <laughs> Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great, man. That is greatness. But we should talk about the song that they play at the end because it is such a fucking jam, I think. Are y'all aware that, I'm sure Chaz is, but Chancellors, are you aware that Korn actually did a cover of that song at the end of oh, one right. of their albums? Oh shit! We need to listen to that. Yeah, that would it, be awesome. it was a hidden sense. track. What's up? Oh, makes total sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it makes total <laughs> sense. I mean, it would be corn that could uh, take a song like that and just turn it into a slamming new metal track. And it's actually yeah. it doesn't have yeah. Cheech Marin on the vocals though. That's uh, they're a bassist Fieldy. He's the one that actually does that. So, I mean, it's really really a fun song to listen to because. Honestly, it's coming from an album that I think is just peak corn, like in every way, yeah. like peak Jonathan Davis, peak Ross Robinson, peak corn, period. And it, it's a hidden track. It comes on like, I don't know, two or three minutes after the album is complete. Cool. Which one is it? Follow the Leader? Follow the Leader. Or yeah. Adidas? Or... Okay, no, okay. No, no, yeah. Adidas is from uh, Life is Peachy. Like we're talking Follow Life the Leader. Life is Peachy, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I love that album. So I've definitely heard that song. I just didn't know it was them. So I have to go back and listen to it. I was jamming it on YouTube, actually. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm like, wow, it really held up, honestly. Just that whole album yeah. in general. Gonna, yeah, I'll put it in the uh, in my podcast. Yeah, you should, dude. Definitely. I'll put that version of it in there. Yeah, for definitely. sure. Definitely. Anyway, this movie pretty much set the standard for how stoner movies would kind of play out note for note as far as its tropes its character types and everything and it's had quite an impact on weed culture wouldn't you guys say oh definitely i mean this is like the pioneering stoner film for sure so you know at least as i mean there were some before this i mean you had fritz the cat and this really was kind of where the whole stoner buddy comedy element came in so i mean i feel like that's been influential on 420 culture you know just in general especially the character of chong himself i mean tommy chong has really kind of run with it i mean he he even has uh from what i understand when we became legal he has uh dispensaries and everything or he grows weed and yeah, for yeah the, i've like seen the cannabis Instagram. cup every year he hosts the cannabis cup yeah he does awesome he judges and has his own strangers his own strand and, yeah uh, i've seen his instagram before and on his instagram you can see like he's taking pictures of bags of weed just falling out of his cabinets and shit <laughs> like he don't care this is an old dude with just a bunch of fucking weed Oh, he's gangster. I mean, he he actually went to jail because he was selling bongs online. And at the time, the Bush administration trapped. He wasn't trapped. Exactly. It it wasn't fair. But yeah, he went to jail for a little while. And that's crazy. 
Yeah. And and he also did in uh, Half Baked. Oh, of course. Yeah, he was totally in Half Baked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was a lot of shit. I remember him from uh, that 70s show. That's Dude, what I remember. That was a shout out to our last 420 episode. Exactly. Yeah. Half Baked. Hell yeah. And you were with us then, Chaz. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, you almost forgot, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that this right here is pretty much going to be a little bit of a tradition for us from now on to have Chaz come on the 420 episode. Forever. You'll be lonely as hell, man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. I cursed. I just put a curse on it. So, here, I'm Damn trying it. to find this. Check this out. This is a recent picture from his Instagram posted on April 3rd. Ooh. And he's, he's smoking a CBD vape. Ooh, but. nice. Probably the ones he sells, Root. Oh, oh, shit. Hell yeah, man. That's cool. He's still very active. Yeah, He's I know Tommy Chong's pretty active. He does a lot of stuff still. Like I've seen so much of his Instagram. It's wild. What's it's in his eighties? And he really? got um, two point six million followers. That's crazy, dude. That is crazy. What's Cheech up to these days? Has anybody mm. checked up on him? <laughs> right? Uh, dude, he's still active as well. I don't know if Cheech really leaned into the whole stoner thing as hard as Tommy Chong did, but I mean, he's only got 596,000 followers. That's weird. Well, he's obviously not selling weed then. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have that 2 million probably. Here he is. He's uh, he says, "Staying safe." How about you? Hell yeah! Oh, there you look, go. Okay. Look at him uh, with that mask. Hell yeah! It's good that he's staying safe and everything. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah but Chaz, what are your thoughts on uh, how Up and Smoke has influenced weed culture throughout the last forty years or so? <clears throat> oh man, you know. Okay, so in huge ways, I think that they took a huge risk that really just kicked double doors open for people like Chappelle, you know, red man, method man, right. uh, you know, you name right. it, you know, the list goes on and on. Really. I, I think they, they literally took a lot of, uh, took all the heat you could possibly take for something to open those kind of doors, to put drugs like that in the mainstream, not just wheat, just drugs in general in the mainstream and yeah. make it look fun, entertaining, and not have not even have a plot, just have a series of sketches that happen to make up an hour and fifteen, you know, an hour and twenty. And and you know what's funny, man, is growing up in a conservative household, my dad would never watch anything like this with us unless it was these guys. And so we saw nice dreams, we saw this one. Uh, still smoking, you know, and it was like my dad didn't openly smoke pot. If he did, I never, ever saw him do it. But yeah. we would watch these comedies and he would laugh like he knew what was going on. And I had no idea, but I would laugh because he was laughing, you know, <laughs> and uh, and now I'm watching it and I'm like, my dad knew what was up, dude. He oh, lived yeah. through it. I mean, this is the er example of the stoner buddy comedy. I mean. Looking back on some of the movies that we've done on our 420 episodes, I mean, even going back to like Pineapple Express, I mean, that yeah. movie wouldn't have been yeah. possible without Cheech and Chong. Harold like, and Kumar. Oh, yeah. Harold I mean, and it, Kumar. It, it, yeah. Harold and Kumar. What about the Workaholics show? Both good. Yeah. You can argue that the Workaholics, the, the TV show. Even like that, Trail Park Boys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Trail Park Boys. Those Trail kind Park of Boys. come from the lineage of Cheech and Chong a little bit, right? Buddy Buddy. Broad I mean, City. Camaraderie. What, what, what is it, Chaz? I said Broad City. Broad City. Oh, shit. Shit. Stoner Chicks, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. 
Chancellor Brothers, I mean, what do y'all think about Up in Smoke's impact on marijuana culture? I mean, I already kind of set my bet on that. Yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I I have every reason to believe that it that it is is, is like Ash said, a pioneer for what we have now. And it, as it fits a lot of stereotypes in the movie, it a lot of those stereotypes are are pretty true. You know, a lot of them are pretty pretty funny and. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, I have no reason to believe that this wouldn't be, you know, a foundation, a pioneer for new wave smoking and today. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so crazy to look back on that, especially now when there's so many states where it's now legalized and everything. Oh, yeah. And during the lockdown over the pandemic, I mean, weed smoking has gone up exponentially. Like people are toking up hardcore in quarantine right now. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we're no exception. I oh, mean, I, shit. Uh, I mean, we've we've been able to smoke a good lot of weed. Too good. Hey. We've even you know dabbled in, in some other things. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel yes, like 420 sir. is more than just about weed. It is about you know kind of free thought mm. and and also camaraderie so, in a way. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think other recreational drugs can kind of play into that. But primarily weed. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think it's funny because it's at one time it was demonized and our kids will will forget that, you know, because it is so mainstream now yeah. and that these movies will feel like uh, almost like you're watching racism in its early days or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. the way it's talked, especially something like you're talking about with reefer madness, you know, yeah, that's just shit. something from that time where it be, it was it used all the tropes. It tried so hard. And it was just so far off that it just was like a sideshow act rather than what it was meant to be, which was preachy. I mean, yeah, Reefer Madness just looks ancient in comparison to how people approach marijuana today. And even so, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> there's still a lot of negative things that are attributed to how our culture looks at marijuana. And I mean, there's still lots of places where laws are on the books where people are serving lots of time for selling weed or even possessing it. And it's ridiculous. Uh, fuck that. Fuck yeah. the war on drugs. <laughs> I, I think it's turning, though. I think full-on legalization is maybe, I, I don't know, maybe another four or five years away, maybe? At, at least decriminalization. At least. Who do you think you are? Who do I think I am? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nah, man. We got. If we get another four years of Trump, we'll definitely see uh, legalization. I feel like. Yeah, people are going to have to be fucking stoned to get through that shit. So they're going to be demanding. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> well, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into our final thoughts and ratings for the movie. We'll go ahead and start with Robert. What do you think, man? I'll give it a four out of five. Four out of five. Like, what, what did you like about the movie? You know, it wasn't just the first one. I mean, it's all of them. You know, I especially like the Nice Dreams. Nice Dreams know. is actually really cool. Like I the, like that one. The opening yeah. where they're growing a bunch of weed underneath this fake canvas of a swimming pool, right? <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. They're, they're selling buds out of the ice cream truck, dude. That's freaking hilarious. That, that's another fucking classic, honestly. And, I, I like mm-hmm. that one. And they end up meeting Pee Wee Herman. And getting all coked up with him. Yeah, it's too bad yeah. that Paul Rubens wasn't in this movie because he would later become a fixture in Cheech and Chong movies after this. Right, right before Pee-wee's Playhouse came out and everything. Oh, and yeah. Pee-wee's Big Adventure and all that. This movie is somewhat removed in that 
Cheech and Chong are playing different characters. Um, I believe there was originally going to be a sequel to Up in Smoke, and it just ended up being Cheech and Chong's next movie in which they just actually play themselves. Yeah. Chaz, what are your uh, final thoughts, and what rating would you give this movie? I give it four out of five doobies. Um, (laughs) Because uh, it definitely, you know, as far as, um, like what the joy that it that it brings. I was laughing out loud, and that's that's a lot of that old comedy doesn't stick a lot of times, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, I feel like they just nailed it. They really did. It was just it was over the top enough, and like you said, self aware. Um, that it didn't matter how cheesy it was or how how many plot holes there were. You know, it just felt like they, their whole intention was to make you laugh the entire time. It never mm-hmm. felt like that it had any bad intention. You know, it was great. Right. I, I love it. I, I, I really enjoyed rewatching it. So I just went I just went ahead and bought it for five bucks on Amazon. There you go. Hell yeah. Chancellor Brothers. I'm going to show my kids. <laughs> yeah, you totally <laughs> should, bro. Like, you totally should. <laughs> Chancellor Brothers. Final thoughts on ratings. What are you? Well, what do you think? Uh, I I found this movie to be. I mean, like, like Chaz said, it's a lot of fun. I I was literally laughing out loud. And while that's not that hard for me in the first place, I <laughs> this movie really 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 brought that out because that 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 stoner comedy is just something that I relate to a lot, and it's it's real funny. And so uh, I enjoyed the 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 lack of consequence. That was great. It was a fantastic element to bring in. And of course, I, I've seen, I've never actually seen this movie until now, but I've seen like every single clip pretty much of this movie, like scattered throughout YouTube and my friend's houses and stuff. Everybody's always got this movie playing in the right. background. <laughs> Everyone's got it playing in the background. It's like I've seen parts of it here and there, and I've seen YouTube clips. I've seen the, the scene where they smoke the, the dog shit. Like, you know, the, I saw that before this, so I, I, I remember that. And so uh, this movie is hard to miss if you haven't seen it already. Yeah. It's definitely, I think, ingrained in in the stoner culture. Are, are we doing ratings again? If, I, yeah, I, I figure, fuck it. Let's give ratings. Why not? Who cares? I give it doobies, dude. <laughs> do, do, I mean, yeah. how seriously are we taking <laughs> these ratings? <laughs> Ultimately, it's like whose line is it anyway? The, the, the ratings are like the points. They don't matter. So they don't matter. These ratings, yeah. these ratings are kind of like uh, the doobie that we're talking about here. There's yeah, a little exactly. bit of dog shit in it. <laughs> but then again, I don't know. I think we're technically a weekly podcast now. So maybe if we want to qualify for being Rotten Tomatoes approved, maybe we should do ratings. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, um, you know, as far as Up in Smoke goes... I definitely do think that it's, like I said, ingrained in, in stoner culture at this point, uh, not only in the film, but, you know, just in, in cannabis culture overall. I, I feel like um, we wouldn't have the same kind of culture we have today if we didn't have the stoner film genre. And there was something else I wanted to say, and I forgot because I'm high as fuck. Oh. <laughs> well, there you fucking have it. That's probably what the best. What were you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Chaz, you really baked them. Shit. Uh, nah, bruh. Nah, nah. I'm normal, dude. I'm normal right now. Yeah, I'm totally normal, man. Totally normal. I'm going to go to bed anyway. You know, I, I don't know what, about you guys, but. Oh, I'm going to be. I'm going to be up all goddamn night. <laughs> He's got you've got to edit this shit and I'm recording a collateral gaming episode tomorrow. Nice. So well we'll talk more about that in a second, but I guess 
you know, I'll, I'll stick with the what seems to be the all around rating, four out of five. Well, I don't know, unless you guys differ, Dakota Bell. No, a four out of five, I agree. I well, you know what? Enough. You know what? Maybe. I'm going to go ahead and just give it five out of five. Fuck it. I love this so, movie that well, much. Almost there, too. <laughs> I mean, that gives it a four and a half right there. There we go. And I actually remember watching this movie way before I ever even started smoking weed in any capacity. And I mean, I knew all about it, but even coming from that sober outside perspective, I mean, I could see how weed could be kind of fun, you know, how it wasn't all skeevy and everything, you know, and it actually kind of led to me eventually trying it probably you know i mean i'm not gonna say chicha chong are the reason that i smoke weed but you know it it definitely put me in the right direction so yeah five out of five for me great movie and it's actually one of the 1001 movies you need to see before you die that that book series it's featured in that so yeah that's my rating five out of five all the way all right, let's go ahead and do our plugs and wrap this thing up. We'll go ahead and start with Chaz. Plug your plug your shit, man. Yeah, so uh, if you're listening to this in uh, Collateral Cinema feed, go check out my show. It's uh, an interview show. I interview people from all over the place, mostly musicians, but I've started to branch out and do podcast hosts and uh, some writers and I, in my most recent episode, I talked to Jack Luna, who's a, a Canadian true crime writer. He hosts Dark Topic. Uh, that he just laid to rest Crime Machine, but they, it's all still in the Dark Topic feed. You can check out basically all of his work. And uh, Christy G, a friend of ours, Bo, from, from yeah. here in Bandera. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, who also has an interview show. So basically what my podcast has become is a platform for just art. Uh, so, so that's what it is. It's not really a, a review show. It's not really... Um, there's no really purpose other than like, Hey, if you want to just hear about something that's happening, that's really cool here, check this out. So I don't know what it is anymore. It's a variety show. I guess it, <laughs> right it on, became man. what it's supposed to be. Right on. Yeah. Man. Right on. Uh, yeah. And it, it's called the trial by error variety show. And you can find it anywhere you listen to podcast. And, uh, if you're listening to my, through this, through my feed, Bo actually was on the first uh, what, like 10 episodes, maybe 11 Some, or 12. Something like that. Something like that. I don't so, really remember. so if you're a new listener to TBE, go back and, and you'll hear Bo. He's my roots dude. Yeah. He's my sound guy for the live shows. So we have history and these little 420 yeah. episodes are kind of homages to all that history, I guess, it, in it a weird is. way. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Man. I agree. Oh yeah. All right. Well, collateral look, I don't gaming. Know Chaz, yeah, I don't know why Chaz got the start. You know, uh, collateral gaming is more important, clearly. Because he's he's the guest, podcast. man. We gotta we gotta <laughs> no. let the guest go first. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just all playing. right. Collateral no, no, gaming. Collateral gaming. Yes, collateral <laughs> gaming. We just are about to record our new Mario Kart episode. That's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun. That's gonna be our 420 episode, which we're about to record tomorrow. We're recording right. tomorrow. Um, As of if this recording, which one? <laughs> which Mario Kart? Mario Kart 8. Yes. Um, officially, oh, nice. but we'll probably talk about the series as a whole, kind of like in Collateral Cinema, how the Lep- Leprechaun Returns episode was about Leprechaun as a whole. And so, because when it comes to Mario Kart, I mean, how much is there to say? But we'll, we'll get into that. We'll actually have a lot to say about it. Yeah. We've been playing a lot during this quarantine. I've been whooping the shit out of Ash. Yeah. <laughs> now, we've... <laughs> 
just released our episode out on God of War. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. Yes, check that out. Really good episode. We had uh, Megan and Alan on that episode who, uh, who are now full-time co-hosts, if y'all weren't aware. Yeah, they're here to say nice. Megan and Alan are becoming a part of the Collateral Gaming team. Um, if you're not already listening to Collateral Gaming, Collateral Cinema listener, Trial by Error Variety Show listener, Go check us out. I mean, definitely our um, Collateral Cinema fans will be able to have, you know, kind of half of the experience of Collateral Cinema, you know, with an additional other half. And, you know, we, we focus on video games. We run it analog to this show. Um, you can find us wherever you listen to Collateral Cinema. And we're on all social medias. So right on, right on. And you can find Collateral Cinema on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Spotify, Chill Lover Radio. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you happen to get your podcasts. And also look for a new Collateral Cinema Director's Cut coming up very soon. We'll have a new top five list ready for you and another movie review. So keep an eye out for that. And also look for us on Patreon and on Podbean Patreon. So check us out. And we're going to go ahead with that, wrap everything up. And we're going to go ahead and announce our next episode. We're going to do the the grocery store slasher movie Intruders. Right, Intruders. Oh, yeah. Full moon. We're doing our first full moon features on the main podcast. This is going to be a lot of fun, guys. Nice. I'm looking forward to yeah. after hearing the director's cut episode focusing on full moon features. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. You're going to love yeah. it, dude. It's going to be a lot of fun. So It's been a fun season. It, it sure has, man. And we're glad to have you on the show, Chaz. We'll definitely have you back sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Always fun. Always fun. Well, with that. Well, thanks for having me on, you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Right on. Right on, man. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and wind this thing down. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Orton. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. I'm Chaz Dazzle. And this was Collateral Cinema. Happy 420, everybody. Wash your hands, stay inside, and stay safe. And smoke some weed. Smoke or weed. CBD. Or don't CBD. Be, don't let them shame you yeah, for your exactly. CBD flower. <laughs> don't let them shame you. Later, everybody. Your goddamn hands. <laughs> Later, everybody. Cinema is an L Company production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.